Hello and welcome to episode 198 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Off-Topic Podcast. My name is Mike Solosi, and I am joined for yet another episode on Trials of Mana, the artist form- formerly known as Saiken Insetsu 3, with three other panelists, same from two weeks ago, starting with Greg Delmage. What up, everybody? I'm back. And Alana Hagues. Hey, we're representing the Mana Angels. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach Wilkerson. Hey there. All right. Well, we left off at roughly the midpoint of uh, Trials of Mana last episode. We went to the end of the Mana Sanctuary, and things got to a really dark place for a minute. But uh, since then, Alana, how many times have you beaten this game? Three? <laughs> no, no, you exaggerate. I've been close to starting a third playthrough, but I have other retro encounter games to play. That's true for me as well, but uh, you you introduce you introduce yourself as uh, representing the Mana Angels. You you did that all ladies playthrough already. Yeah, all beaten, all done. Very awesome. satisfied with it. I, unironically, I think that was my favorite run I've ever done in this game, which I did several years ago. Mostly because it taught me to use skills during regular encounters and not just be a meathead and punch everything. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it much last week, but a Trials of Mana is. A much harder game than Secret of Mana was. Um, yeah, it's a lot it, more challenging. The mobs are a lot more dangerous than the bosses, I would say, in most cases. But yeah. like, if you, you have to buff. Like, Secret of Mana, you could just hit things and heal occasionally, and the magic was broken. There are still ways to break it in this game, but there's not the um, chain casting is not as easy to do, and you have to use everything at your disposal. It's it's really challenging it's in some parts. Not the hardest thing in the world, but it's it's rewarding. It's nice and fun. I yeah, think. The, the, there's odd difficulty spikes. Like I, I'm not uh, sure if we mentioned this in the last episode, but I think one of the hardest fights in the game is when you fight Hawkeye's two ninja buddies, Bill and Ben, right before oh, right, right, right before the yeah. fire. Yeah, they're the worst. I yeah. think that was officially the hardest one in the whole game, actually. Yeah, yeah. Right, um, that one, either that one or the Dark Shine Knight at the end of uh, Angela, or at the beginning of Angela and Durin's final dungeon, I think are the two most challenging fights. Because sometimes you could be, you know, doing okay and executing your strategy, but the enemy will chain three special moves together and kill two thirds of your party, and it's and there's not a great way to prepare for that. But uh, what Alana alluded to, and what uh, something that I've been evangelizing about this game forever, don't ignore your spells and skills. Like uh, buffing your teammates and debuffing your enemies and using skills all the time and not saving all of your mana for all of your MP for boss fights is really, really important. And mm-hmm. uh, like, and like when I was uh, going through the final dungeons of the game, I had a uh, I had Reese in her Fenrir Knight class, so she was able to debuff all enemies at once. I would just do attack down and defense down at the beginning of almost every room, just, yeah. just to prevent me from unexpected full screen text. It does the really cool thing as well. Like if you um, if you do um, if you walk into a room and there's a mob, but there's like one off screen. If you do um, if you cast the spell on all the enemies, it doesn't select the one off screen. But if it runs on screen, it still counts it. It's oh, quite cool. Okay. It, whereas it's definitely in mana, more accurate than mana. Yeah. Yeah, it's in mana. Secret of Mana, it would skip that last that one that comes on at the end. So yeah, there, there's cool. there's more mechanical conveniences in SD3, but it, it it gets unusually difficult at times. And I'll talk about that Darkshine Knight boss fight that killed definitely killed me four or five times <laughs> when I was playing it a few weeks ago. Um, but 
uh, for now, let's go to where we left off on the plot. Um, after the Mana Sanctuary, you go to the home kingdom of whatever the conquering nation was. So if your main character was Duran or Angela, you go to Altina. If your main character was Kevin or Charlotte, you go to the Beast Kingdom, or, uh, sorry, Ferolia is what they call it now. And if you go, if your main character was Reese or Hawkeye, then you go to Nabarro. And... Mm -hmm. You know what? Those all three of those dungeons are kind of challenging because there's random mm -hmm. locked doors. It's not easy to tell where you are or where you're supposed to be going. And at least at least for uh, Altina, where I was, um, where I was, I've I've only beaten the game once this time. I'm I'm near. I'm a little past halfway on the second run. But uh, so I was going through Altina, and it's like you have to go down a few floors through a door that's kind of hard to see, then go outside and around and then through another building. It's it, it was a little confusing for what should have been an intermediate dungeon or like like even an interstitial dungeon. Yeah, I think the castle dungeons actually are a bit of a pain because um, I was at Ferolia for um, Charlotte's story and I definitely got lost a few times because so many of the corridors and the rooms look exactly the same and a lot of the mobs are really similar. So for Ferolia, mm -hmm. you have yeah. groups of werewolves and... Werewolves in this game, I think I said last week, um, last episode, they're not fun. They no. are really not fun the further along you get. Especially when you get those full screen techs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, were werewolves, ninjas, and knights. Those are the three yep. that, and, and also sometimes the, uh, oh shoot, the, the, the queen bees that can do the Reese uh, light shot spear. The, yeah. like, it, surprise full screen techs will mess you up in this game. Yeah, yeah. there's oh, that um, werewolf, like the moon one. Um, one of Kevin's skills. Yeah, and it's just can really mess you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. not ready for it. Yeah, Ludger's a um he's he's at the end of the Moonlight Forest uh when you're when you're meeting right before you meet Luna for the first time. He he's an unmute one of those surprise challenge bosses too. But I don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's quite as bad as Bill and Ben. No. Once you figure out that he counters everything, then it's pretty easy. And as long yeah. as you stay topped up with healing, it's fine. Because he can't heal himself. He's only got Moon Saber, I think. So. Yeah, I mean, he counters every level two tech, right? Is that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll he definitely does spells. And, and Bill and Ben will counter any spell. I'm not sure about level two techs, and there, but there's also two of them. Yeah. Plus, with the healing, the other thing is you can't exploit it like you could in Secret of Mana. Like, if you timed it right and your character hit zero you could heal them back up to full health before it registered that they were actually KO'd, whereas this one is like, no, it will heal them, but it won't actually bring them back yeah. to life. Yeah, so sometimes it would like, fire off a spell when they were at one, and it still wouldn't bring them back And that drops to zero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the lag from the special attack you've got. It's like somebody, um, one of the enemies has used a tech on you, and then you've used a spell back yeah. immediately. Yeah, and oh, then you'll okay. die. Yeah. So yeah, it's just the game is trying to catch up with itself. Second yeah, Institute 3 is not very forgiving about that. <laughs> well, yeah, they've got like this interesting system that I do like, but it definitely can be to your detriment sometimes. But the, the, yeah, the whole queuing up system of the of text and spells and such, because sometimes you'll be trying to get into the menu or trying to get something done and it won't queue up for you because, yeah, the one enemy is using a skill there's another one ready to follow up. You have your two AI ready to trigger theirs and then finally your spell will go and you can get locked in and not get back to healing in time before the enemy triggers some sort of all-screen attack again that you're yeah, just like, well, no, no, right. I, I've gone from yeah. full health to zero because the Darkshine Knight did all three of Duran's full-screen techs in a row without me, to, <laughs> without, me to, without me to act in between them. But we'll get, we'll get to that soon. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, those three castle dungeons, which you only go through one depending on who your, uh, your team is, are kind of rough. There's no, uh, there's no boss in any of them, but you're dealing with... Oh, ninjas and golems and mages and werewolves, to, and none of those are easy to deal with. 
Mm-hmm. But then you have an emotional confrontation where you do a hostage exchange for the fairy. And yep. uh, and then you go into my favorite part of the game where yeah. you get a, you have a map, you have eight bosses, and you can do them in almost any order you want. We are in the Mega Man section of Trials of Mana. <laughs> Boss Rush! Trials of Mana Man. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's I so great! Him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, there's the the uh, set. The eight Benevadons have been, have been unleashed. The, you always fight the eighth one, the um, Benevadon of Darkness, last. But for the first seven, you can go through any through them in any order of you that you want. Each of those seven locations is basically corresponding to a location where you explored earlier in the game, but it takes it a little bit further, like a little bit deeper into the into the cave or the zone or what have you. And you basically go through a themed stage and fight an elemental-themed boss, and all of the bosses are so creative and weird. They're so gorgeous. This is uh, SNES yeah. bright work at its best. It's, it's my favorite. Some of the bosses before have been really cool as well, and yeah, but these are like the movements of them and everything. It's just, just how giant they are usually, too, especially Dolan, which is like the weirdest boss I've maybe ever fought. <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> giant goat boy. Dolan yeah. really, really... Dolan really reminds me of a uh, boss fight in uh, Dragon Quest V again against Bjorn because yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah absolutely yeah because it's it's similarly a giant monster with a uh, with a animal face climbing up the side of a tower but uh, <laughs> yeah you have to you have to interact with him much more directly in uh, in Seiken and Tetsu Three but the um, the Benevidons are all these creative boss fights that are beautifully animated and uh, a lot of them have pretty cool dungeons beforehand like I'm not going to defend. Like going through the exact same corridors of Wind Dungeon again, or going through uh, some samey floors of the of the Tower of the Moon, but uh, like like the the light ruins are kind of crazy and and much more yeah. bright and golden than anything else in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, they're beautifully animated. Like the sprite work in that area alone was stunning. And and I got uh, lost there for so long; it'll be stuck in my mind forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to solve that uh, that light darkness puzzle towards the end. That's a yeah. little a little bit vague, unless you already know the answer, like I did, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we we already talked about Dolan a little bit. He's the Moon Benevidon, uh, and he looks like a a giant were goat. Yeah. Yep. It's so cool. And uh, and <laughs> his, he has a really dr- he has unique boss music, and also uh, like you see him climb up the side of the tower, like almost like a like a Tokusatsu kaiju monster or something. Yeah, where he, like, kaiju fight, yeah. yeah, where where he you know like you see each arm clam clamber up, and then he raises his upper body over the towel tower wall. It's it's a it's big drama, and he's kind of hard if you fight him later. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, we sh- I guess I didn't mention. I think the. Uh, each dungeon is a is a multiple level of two. I think the first dungeon you go through, all the enemies will be level twenty eight. But every time you defeat one of the Benevidons, yeah. um, all of the other uh, dungeons go up by two levels. So, That's correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I might I might have the exact numbers wrong, but when you fight to when you get to the seventh or eighth Benevidon, they're in the level thirty eight forty range. So they'll they'll be much stronger if you save them for later, uh, which can be a problem if you have. Light Gazer or Dolan seventh because they'll learn more spells and be much more powerful. Definitely. Yeah, and they're tricky as it is. Yeah, I sort of knew this ahead of time, so I saved uh, I saved Landumber and Dangard last because <laughs> I, because I had a because I had Angela on my team and I could blast them with level two uh, sorceress spells. Yeah, I oh, kind of figured it out as I went and got a sense for it because I think the fairy reminds you right out the gate that don't forget that everything is going to get stronger as you defeat them. So then I was like, oh, well, then I want to keep something that I know I have 
can have elemental weaknesses yeah. against mm -hmm. with uh, my uh, sabers. Yeah, so um, because it's a lot easier to find uh, um, to find elemental saber attacks like the your uh, ice, fire, wind, earth uh, elements. It's, it's saving those four for last. I think is easy easier yeah. almost in every case because yeah. there's. There's no way to get to get effective moon or tree spells unless you have ranger Hawkeye on your team. That's the only scenario where you can no. where you can deal with those at all. So so like I, I like doing a Mistbulm and Dolan and Lightgazer early, and then the four the four cardinal elements later. But that's again I I I probably should have told you that and I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. I we figure it out. I mean I'm lucky that I did Lightgazer early on. Just because I was like, yeah, I don't really have much against him, and but he's just a pain in the butt to fight. Like it was so long, just because he has such a narrow hit window, and then he teleports away, or it teleports uh, away yeah. rather, and mm -hmm. it's just such a challenge with that that it just dragged it out. Like I didn't struggle strength wise. I definitely wasn't getting too battered by it, but it's just trying to pin it down to do damage to it was a hassle. Yeah, he's one of the bosses as well that relies on status effects because he yeah. uses lightsaber and also turns you into mini and moogle, I believe. Right, yep. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you don't have that mini hammer on you, then it's going to be a pain in the backside if you don't oh, have anyone. I don't even if think you... about using that mini hammer. Oh, man. Oh, it does I the same thing as spell every time. Mana. Oh, <laughs> yep. it does the same thing. Yeah, it was the moogle hammer in mana, wasn't it? No, it was, uh, it was, it was the moogle belt. It was the moogle belt and a mini hammer. Oh, it was the moogle yeah. belt, yes. Yeah, you, you got, I, I'm not sure if there's a moogle belt equivalent in SD3. There isn't in this. No, you just yeah. cure it with using the hammer. You can actually cure every status effect in Trials of Mana by using the hammer. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, really? Awesome. It also resets all of your buffs and debuffs. Mm -hmm. So if you ever get stat down, uh, you can just use the hammer and it'll make you mini. And then if you use it again, it'll make you big. And to think um, I was, I was yeah. using Mama Poto yeah. oil like a sucker. Yeah, yeah, but Mama Poto oil is useful because by the end of the game, you've got so much money, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, there's, there's a definite curve at one point where all of a sudden money stops mattering. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. it's a little bit weird because um, when you're fighting the Benevidons, you do meet a couple of uh, cat merchants in this game. They they are mm -hmm. they do not have bang and dance moves like most of the other merchants in in, uh, in Trials of Mana. I love, I love that they kept like going. Yeah, but uh, but they sell you basically the best available uh, weapons and armor. Uh, you you don't pick out weapons and armor out of treasure chests in this game pretty much ever, which is. Uh, a little strange for a Japanese, with the exception of like the seeds, I guess. Yeah, but no, you you don't get weapons out of the, out of the chest. You just get seeds, and then you plant those seeds in a yeah. in a town. You only get weapons in and armor in safe spaces. But uh, yep. they're especially the weapons from uh, the last couple merchants in the game, the the, the cat merchants on, outside of each Benevidon dungeon, and then the uh, the weapon seller in Peta gets so expensive. I, I think yeah. um, I think it's over thirty thousand for each of the right. um, top tier weapons in Peta. After a certain point in the game, I just stopped buying weapons for Angela or Carly. Yeah, pretty much. They're, I did exactly the same. I prior prioritized armor first and then weapons for the main yeah. attackers. And then if I had some spare money, then I might do magic accessories for the people who had rubbish magic defense. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy accessories until the very last uh, merchant because they only increase <laughs> your defense by about one. And they, yeah. and they and they cost about half as much as an armor piece. So like I, I prioritize weapons for my main attacker, and then armor pieces for everybody, and then just save up for the next merchant because it'll be so expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I know it worked out for me, but I I did I I think I finished the game at a higher level, so I did a lot of extra grinding because trying to find the class change stuff. But I imagine we'll get to that shortly. Yeah. Um. 
at level 38, you can uh, you uh, farm seeds called question seeds, which will uh, give you your items for your second level class change, uh, which is again at, at level 38. And uh, you also, around the same time, start finding gear seeds, which give you the best weapons and armor in the game, but they'll give you weaker equipment if you haven't done the second class change yet, so you really shouldn't plant any gear seeds until after everyone's in their second class. So, uh... I, we I don't, we don't need to each go over our entire teams and their endgame classes, so let's each pick one character and talk about how their class change went for that one character. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I, I did something that I really that I uh, really like doing in this, and that is going through Angela's uh, light side classes mm -hmm. because um. Uh, her first class change is to Sorceress, which she'll learn five new spells. And then her second class change to either Grand Diviner or Archmage, she'll learn to multi-target those five new ones and then learn a, f a sort of sixth super spell. And I, I think that Angela li Angela's light classes are way better than her dark classes because it gives her more spells to use against the Benevidon bosses in the mid part of the game, where because on her dark side she'll only learns one new spell instead of five. And... Uh, and then for the endgame classes after level 38, sorry, the endgame dungeons after level 38, uh, you can just multicast one of her level 2 spells on an entire group of enemies just to soften them up for Kevin or Hawkeye whom or whomever to finish them off. It's like Angela's light classes, I think, are meaningfully better than her dark classes for maybe everything except for the final bosses of the game in which you could argue that the dark ones have some advantages. But be because she just consistently gets better and more useful and encourages me to cast spells more, which I like, I, I, I had a lot of fun going from Angela from a Sorceress to Grand Diviner. So uh, uh, who else wants to volunteer one of their characters' class changes? Play some show, play some show and tell. I, I mean, for me, it was Charlotte as Necromancer because she gets—I can't remember what the name of the spell is—the um, thing that does a debuff to every stat. That was—that um, uh, is Black, Black Curse. Yeah, Black Curse. Black Curse. Which they, they might have renamed for the remake. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. No, I, mean, I that think sounds it's right. Black Curse. I mean, as soon as as soon as you get that spell, and then I, I also was Starlancer with Reese, so I'm able to buff everyone in the party and then debuff the boss. I mean, like I, I was beating bosses and. I'm not kidding, like 40 seconds. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it just trivialized them. So, I mean, it it was interesting because I thought the rest of the game was hard until I got to the end. And then, like, after that, it was smooth sailing because of um, her class change and just sort of the symmetry of her and Reese in particular. And then I had Kevin just wrecking at that point as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charlotte is always the best support character no matter how you build her. But... Uh... In her final class, is basically just what flavor of support do you want to offer. And uh, Black Curse with the Necromancer is one of the most powerful spells in the game. She, like, it will trivialize almost every boss fight afterwards. Oh, it did. Absolutely. But she is way stronger against single targets and multiple targets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For myself, um, uh, like, it was pretty clear from the last episode which direction I was going with my other two, with All Light, All Dark. But with Reese... Uh, fortunately, she was the one I found her class change item for first, so I was able to change her into Dragon Master mm. and get, again, yeah, all of her buffs and her really cool um, single target spell ability or uh, skill ability was really neat. She comes screaming in, riding a dragon almost, and then she gets a dragon to summon, which is rad for her actual like big spell. And I liked that dragon better, the idea, when I was kind of looking at which one to go with, just because it at least applies... applies uh, poison effect kind of thing to anybody who survives it. Yeah, that's uh, that's the advantage of Dragon Master. I think it has Reese's highest intellect stat and uh, uh, or either that or Fenrir Knight. 
Um, but and she doesn't learn to multi-target her stat downs. But the the dragon summon with the or which is called Jormungand with the poison yeah. is very very powerful. It, it's it, it'll be her her best big spell. Um, Star Lancer Marduk spell can sometimes wipe out entire uh, uh, entire regular encounters because it, mm-hmm. uh, be, because it uh, it I think it shrinks enemies, which sort of behaves as an instant kill. Uh, it doesn't. It silences. That's, so I can't remember what yeah, it's called it in the localization, is. but it silences. Um, her vanity summon um, is the one that miniaturizes everything, right, but it yeah, means you yeah. don't get experience points if you kill things. That's right. Oh. Yes. Um, uh, but yes, so some like silence is very powerful too. But uh, but Dragon Master does have higher in- intellect than uh, than Star Lancer, and um, and the poison is noticeable. So it's uh, the reason to go Dragon Lancer is that Dragon Summon. Um, I I also had Lee's going dark, but I did Fenrir Knight, so I so I could debuff everyone. Uh, and I think if, I think Fenrir Knight has like one point higher of strength than Dragon Master, I think. She also has a dog in her artwork for Fenrir Knight. So. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, I think she's wearing either a dog or either or some elaborate furs. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I think it's like a wolf it's or something rad. like that. But yeah, it was either or for me. But I just thought that was the better way to go get the dragon that just vomits all over everything and <laughs> leaves poison and i figured and it, it is uh, they can yeah. counter uh, most of the things i was fighting robosses i felt anyways although i definitely would have been more useful in a lot of the random encounters but i just figured having the single target debuff was fine enough yeah for bosses really? for, for bosses single target is enough but it's it, it's it's like what do you want to do when you fight a big uh a, maybe a, a room that could be problematic do you want to have the dragon vomit poison everywhere or do you want to give them all attack down or defense down mm-hmm. and if i think it went the other way i'd have someone yeah. who does an all party buff or all party debuff at the very least which i had neither of i just had single buffs and single debuffs in my group actually i had no buffs at all except for sabers right so uh alana what what's one class change in the second half of the game that uh was eye-opening or notable for you well, actually, you said my Angela one, and Zach said my uh, Charlotte one. Um, so I guess I'm completing the recycle because I picked Vanadis. So yeah, um, I mean, the reason I picked Vanadis was because I picked Starlancer last time and decided I still needed a buffer. Um, the single target buffs actually benefit the girls' party, I think, because really the main thing you want to do is get a mental up or mind up on Angela as quick as possible <laughs> so she can start casting straight away. And then for most bosses in the second half of the game, in because um, I had Charlotte as my main character, most of them were magical anyway. So really it was just a case of putting mind up on everybody and then attack up on Reese and then uh, just Light letting shot loose. spear. Yeah, exactly. And she has one of the best full screen techs in the yes. entire game. It's um, ridiculously good. That's the reason to use Vanity's Reese. Is she's the only one of Reese's final classes that has a uh, a full screen level three tech, and mm-hmm. it is and it's also the Reese class with the highest strength. So it is basically it gives her a full screen tech that's as good as Kevin's or Duran's, which is which is awesome because I mean that that's the best thing about Duran is that he gets a bunch of level th- he gets a bunch of full screen text late in the game mm-hmm. um yeah that I, I only did Vanity's Reese once and I was a little disappointed in her support spells but absolutely not disappointed in light shot spear because that that mm-hmm. skill rules I think like the single buffs benefit the girls team because they don't need all need physical buffs and again because right. a lot of the late game bosses are not physical attackers like mm-hmm. I don't think I need to use 
defense up. And in the worst case scenario, what am I going to do? Buy items, you know, and use them. Uh, she was really, really good. Uh, she was wiping things out really quickly. But Angela is where I put all my um, focus into anyway, because oh, yeah. I knew she would be wiping out mobs. And uh, her doppelganger spell is really, really, really good. So Yeah, I think I might have mentioned yeah. this in the previous episode. Angela is a little bit one-dimensional, but her one dimension is just nuking enemies with elemental spells. And that's great. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a good dimension to explore. <laughs> <laughs> you were mentioning how most of the uh, enemies in the game in the late game are magical in nature. I think that's basically true for every one of the late game bosses, except for Belladonna and Darkshine Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, so. The uh, and, and the final bosses are all sort of physical and magical, but uh, we'll get to them in a minute. Um, Basically, after the the uh, seven Benevadon battles, you unlock the I uh, were maybe at the seventh one. You unlock the final town in the game, Peta, which was a, t- a town that was wiped out by the uh, by I think the Dragon Emperor dec- uh, like decades earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, but it still survives if you go to its ruins and like its memory is so powerful that you can go back in time and visit it. And if you uh, visit there with Duran and your party. Uh, he'll you'll have an emotional moment where he meets the king of Alsena and and uh, his and his best friend Loki. Loki is Duran's father, and uh, so oh. Duran will briefly see his father leaving the armor shop if you go if you go to Peta with Duran and the party. That's um, cool. But uh, so anyway, you can get your best equipment in there, and then after uh, you defeat the first seven Benevidons, a person in Peta will tell you where the final one is the uh, the, the darkness Benevidons. They will far. Yeah. And depending on who your main character is, this will set you into the um, final set of dungeons for uh, Hawkeye or Reese. It's the Cave of Darkness, and then the Palace of Darkness. They just love mm-hmm. dark. They just love darkness over there. <laughs> um, for uh, Charlotte and Kevin, you don't have to travel very far because it's the Jungle of Illusion and Mirage Palace right outside of Peta. Oh, that's what that's for. Okay. Yeah, and nice. then yeah. for and then for Duran and Angela, it's the uh, I think it's the it's, it's the Desert of Glass and the uh, and the Dragon's Maw, which was called Dragon Hole in the old <laughs> in the old translation. Yep. <laughs> Dragon's Maw is a better choice. Okay, it's like big hole. Yeah, got it. I still can't believe I uh, that thing. I, I didn't play East Eight until the translation had been fixed. But just hearing about it from you and Derek was, had me like, how many times did they use Primordial or Archeo in that game? Well, I had a shot glass next to me and a bottle of something, and tell you what, it was pretty empty after. <laughs> That's like, a professional I, review there. I wrote, I wrote this two thousand word review, and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a one thousand two hundred. Okay, good. But uh, that's the basic framework for the Benevidon bosses and stages and endgame dungeons. But uh, we've talked about the, how delightful some of these Benevidons are. But let's go into into them in some more detail. Uh, Alana, what do we love about our favorite bo- goat boy Dolan? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. I just love the impo- like how imposing he is. Really, um, yeah. it is the most spectacular piece of sprite work i've seen for a long time um uh yeah i just love the way he comes out the building i like that he's challenging he is the hardest benevidon i would say um it's just a really unusual design like all the other ones are just like sentient floaty things or rock or a dragon and then this thing's like big furry goat that climbs up building and slaps you and it's great (laughs) um and he casts some real nasty moon magic on you too he does yeah he is really really hard he's not really weak to anything either like and as you said you don't really get any good 
like dryad spells or luna spells until Hawk, later Hawkeye on. learns a couple, and I, I'm I'm not sure if if it's spamming, white it, class only as well. I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's it's Hawkeye's ranger spells uh, only, <laughs> and I I'm not sure how effective they are against Olin either. Yeah, I, I sort of I, I I like Ninja Hawkeye so much that I barely have ever done Ranger Hawkeye. <laughs> no, when well, he's got um, that big like Kamehameha thing that you just need to defend against and it's a rad yeah. you need to be on top of heal and raid after that otherwise you are smoked you really do but yeah what's, what's better dolan's kamehameha or uh divine fist kevin's kamehameha because <laughs> they're both pretty good i mean dolan just because it's a really cool unique animation and he's yeah. so huge and he just like opens his mouth up just to like scream at you while he does it and it's intimidating as heck yeah he has a pretty horrifying scream he does yeah Double Fire has one too. Double Fire uses the same one off of the ghost ship. Yeah, the the the, the high pitched <laughs> scream. Yeah. So yeah, our big giant moon goat kaiju boy Dolan is very special to us. Uh, um, Zach, did you have a favorite Benevidon encounter in this game? Oh, it was Dolan for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was like I thought it was the second most challenging. I thought Light Gazer was more challenging personally, just because status effects. I didn't have a great way to handle them at that point. Um, but other than that, um, I, I didn't think most of them were too hard. But yeah, Dolan, it, 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 Alana said everything I was going to say. Like the sprite work is amazing. Um, it's totally unique. Um, I was like, I just remember looking at it and being like, oh my gosh, this is a boss. <laughs> it was, it was really fun. I thought so. Yeah, I, I, I echo what Alana said. Well, uh, my favorite Benevidon fight is probably also Dolan, but I think my second favorite is different from yours. It's a uh, Shian uh, Bie, the uh, fire. Benevidon, just because I love the different forms it takes and the way the animated fire spins around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's this weird, like, demon bird head thing with just a. (laughs) But but the fire can swirl like a tornado or in this, like, cross pattern or in a regular circle. And and, uh, Jian Bei's attacks are different depending on what form they're in. And it just looks really cool, even if you can just sort of ice blast it to death. It's not not that challenging. Well, it's a trick, too, of knowing to go for the furnace instead of. Yeah. Yeah. Too right. Well, oh, I, do, I don't do no, that. No, no. You don't. Have, you don't have to. You don't have to. Going for the furnace just means it'll uh, it'll take away its meaning. Uh, its means of healing itself. Yeah. 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 I just kill it quick. If you yeah, can get it killed quick enough, yeah, I guess that wouldn't really matter. I was just glad it didn't go like a son of sun kind of route where you had to like roulette mm. pick which no. friggin' fire was the actual weak oh, one. No. Oh no, son of son of sun is a puzzle boss uh, of a very special nature that you don't. Fortunately, nothing in in Trials of Mana is like son of sun, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jean Bay is a pretty cool daughter of Sun. It was neat. Mm-hmm. True. I, 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 but mostly I like I like how that boss animates and not how it, it fights necessarily. Uh, Greg, did, yeah, you have, did you have a favorite Benevidon? I mean, I really appreciated how much of a breeze Miss Palm was. It was the second to last one, and I was like, it's going to be tough because it's Dryad and whatnot, but it really didn't do much of anything. But I do like how it looks. But um, I liked Figman. Uh, it, it was the first one I went against, so it was definitely the easiest in a lot of ways. But I liked how at one point he just left the screen and then came back on the underside. I thought that was a neat yep. little thing where it can oh, keep getting yeah, at you yeah, and get at it. Yeah, if you don't have a spellcaster for that, that section's a pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it went under like three or four times for me because I didn't have any major spellcasters. <laughs> yeah, it, it went under for me, and I think it died before it resurfaced because it's like, okay, I guess I'm just going to keep casting Explosion with Angela. No change yep. in plan. Yeah, for me, yeah, unless I got my skill up at the right time or had, um, 
well, there's a Tesla oil, which gives you the max out so you can target it with your special oh, abilities. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I didn't really the, have the same, too much same, The same effect as the Aura Wave spell that uh, Kevin and Hawkeye can learn. Yeah. Rad. But it, otherwise, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a neat dynamic trick that the, the developers threw in there to kind of mix up the boss battle. <laughs> you, you mentioned um, uh, Miss Bone being a little bit easy. I... I, I don't know. I, I think it's a little hard, especially if you let poison hang on a little too long, because Miss mm. Bulm can poison everyone pretty pretty quickly. Uh, That's true. I just found it wasn't I, hitting me very often. It was but weird. I, but also, yeah, it doesn't I think, do a lot of damage. It, it was the first one I fought, and I was Dinner, something yeah. like I was something like seven levels under leveled. So I, I struggled. <laughs> I struggled a little yeah. bit. It was my I thought it was kind of a damage sponge. Like I feel like that was one of the longer ones to take yeah, down. For it, yeah, it definitely is. It just doesn't dish out as much damage unless yeah. you let it poison you too much. Uh, but yeah, I did it quite late. Can drag out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I also, I guess also, <laughs> I like to watch Miss Bomb's uh, facial expressions because it goes from <laughs> being a happy pumpkin to an angry pumpkin to a sad pumpkin. Yeah. It's just really, really cute. <laughs> It's like a throwback to that enemy in the dwarf village in Secret of Mana. It was very yes. Oh yeah. yeah, I about that. yeah. Oh, Tropico. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The arms are exactly the same. I think I remember oh thinking gosh, that yes. because I thought it. Um, um, I also want to mention Dangard as well, which is the Wind Benevadon. Uh, yeah, that, that for being a is... really cool fight on the back of Flammy. Yeah, that mm -hmm. one is also a huge damage sponge. I think that's usually yeah. The, that's usually yeah, that one overstayed its welcome for me. Yeah, that that fight usually the one that lets that uh, last the longest for me because you also have to recast your buffs every time you change perspective. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and uh, yep, that was annoying. And and it'll be like uh, fighting it with Flammy on the left versus on the right versus uh, in the in the foreground, and it's it it the, the fighting on the back of Flammy. And the transitions are cool, but they're annoying. Is like, all right, I gotta cast Earth Saber again. Yeah, yeah. I always do it. I usually do it last as well because it's probably the easiest one. I would say it just mm. it doesn't do a lot of damage. It just takes too long again, like Miss Palm does. Yeah. I, don't remember, I don't remember which one I did last, but I remember having the easiest time with Figmund just because it just because it uh, decided to like leave the floor and have me continue casting explosion on it. Yeah, <laughs> Figmund was my last. Yeah, Figmund was probably the easy one of the easier bosses the different the biggest gulf between the dungeon and the boss because the dungeon has yes. the copper knights and the copper knights can full screen tech and kill Remember, you in one hit and knight, i hate them knights ninjas <laughs> werewolves and bees can full yep. screen tech you and kill you so fast at least i knew there were werewolves in the uh, moonshine tower like at least i knew what i was getting myself into i didn't have any issues with the knights before that dungeon and then you go to the ice labyrinth and you just walk into a room and they're like oh here you go full screen tech oh was it okay ready for you? nope but you get a uh, question mark seeds i don't know what to call them i just do i go seats yeah, I, I yeah was it's, a, it's a good place for that yeah <laughs> i i always start getting the question seeds and you know i'm not sure i'm not sure if you can level up if it's 18 and 38 or 18 and 36 because i remember i've seen it in both places it's places. 38 38 yeah that's what i thought it was it is yep. 38 yeah all right yeah but anyway uh like i start fighting them right after you beat the first seven benevadons because there is an enemy in every single end game dungeon it we called uh, yeah. they're called beholders which are these big purple eyes that are guaranteed they are guaranteed to drop uh a question seed i think we at a like 60 percent rate if you kill them last in the in the group yeah. yeah, I don't know. For me, it felt like twenty percent, but yeah, it took me a lot longer than it yeah, should have. It, it, it's uh, I, I farm those, and once I have everyone in the final class, I farm uh, 
either great rabbites, night blades, or oh shoot, or uh, greater demons for gear seeds. And I, I, I actually drop them as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, but um, uh, where do you fight werewolves in the? Uh... Um, for the in there in the forest of illusion. Okay, in, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. got it. They, so in they, the dark cavern or whatever. Oh right. yeah, they're in the dark cavern as well. Oh, okay, yeah. well I was in the, I was in the glass desert, so I guess I was in the one place where you don't fight <laughs> uh, strong demon werewolves. But the too uh, hot for the fur. But the um, grinding for gear seeds is the only time I really do any grinding in this game, and uh, I actually got enough gear seeds. I think you need twelve to get everyone's best equipment, and I got thirteen or fourteen. But I got sick. I got bored of. Um, Resetting this, uh, resetting the uh, day to try and get the last two pieces of equipment. Mm. <laughs> so I, I didn't. I only got ten of the twelve best equipment items for uh, best items for my party this time. Yeah, the only one I didn't get was Carly's weapon, Charlotte's weapon. So I was like, that's fine. I don't need it necessarily. Um, I think I, was, I, I was weapon missing, cape. That was it. I was missing a uh, one helm and one accessory. So I didn't. I didn't lose any sleep over it. Yeah. And I didn't get Durin's best sword, but I got all his armor and I got everything for Reese. But what was keeping me grinding is I just could not get a duelist tag to save my life. I kept getting battler tags or like gig um, <laughs> nears. Yeah. I was like, I don't need either of these. Stop it. And then finally I was getting Charlotte, but then all I was getting was her bottles. And it just took me so long to get Durin. I had Reese for ages and then finally started getting stuff for Charlotte because I just also wasn't getting anyone dropping them. So that's yeah. why I finished the game at level forty nine. Yeah, I, 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 uh, well, save scum. Yeah, I, I save scum a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you, you can you can reset yep. the RN, You can reset the RNG by getting into one battle. Yeah. Uh, so I would uh, I would save at the end. If it if it didn't if it didn't the seed didn't grow how I wanted it to grow, I would go out fight one battle, uh, save at the end again, and then uh, try again. That's what it was for me. Yeah, but you, but you. Uh, just resetting the game or just uh, sleeping at the end will not reset the RNG. That's yeah, what I tried. I wasn't doing things. battle. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, 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 I kept seeing to... the same outcome, and I was like, "What? I thought I could reset, and it would reset." Nope. No, you have to do. You have to mess around. You have to do something that'll create a random number. And getting into a battle is the easiest way to do it. At, the, at least I think so. But uh, yeah. so I, 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 but I still got saved. Got bored. Saved some scumming for the last two items. So it's like, yeah, I'll just. I'm level forty four. I'll go and beat the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's uh, talk about some endgame stuff because this is when mm -hmm. I think this is where I think the uh, character interactions get the most interesting. Um, I'll go mm -hmm. into the Duran Angela path a little bit, then maybe one of you guys can uh, discuss the others. Uh, the final boss is the Dragon Emperor, the same one that the King of Falsena fought decades ago, and uh, and and killed his best friend Loki, Duran's father, and it's being manipulated by uh, the Crimson Wizard, who's been who sort of took over the Mage Nation of Altina. And when you go through that dungeon as Duran or Angela, or both, you uh, fight Darkshine Knight first, and I really hate this mofo because he's basically just a very powerful version <laughs> of one of the of one of the Knight regular enemies. But he yeah. can chain up to three full screen texts together, or uh, he did multiple times. Then I died a couple times against him, so I basically I I beat him by casting attack down on him about every fifteen seconds. <laughs> and uh, and but and then just keeping the pressure on so that uh, when he chained two or three together, I would be just left with a about a hundred HP instead of dying. Uh, but then after you beat him, if Duran's in your team, you realize that he's he is Duran's father Loki, who was brought back to life oh, by who was, okay. yeah, who was brought back to life cool. by the Dragon Emperor. 
I was and, wondering the connection there yeah. because I watched some stuff on YouTube and the music for that boss in particular is sad. Yeah, it, it, so it's sad So I was thinking, music. well, why is it sad for Darkshine Knight? So there you go. Yeah, and uh, you don't see a lot of development out of Darkshine Knight over the course of the game. You'll, you'll see him like pop in and out and summon some golems and leave or something, but he'll only have a dialogue if Duran's in the party. And like they'll they'll have sort of a, some exchanges, and uh, but anyway, and the final boss of Dragon Maw uh, is is the Crimson Wizard, which is he also has some cool interactions with Duran or Angela if you uh, fight them with him. If you if it's with Duran, Duran will talk about finally getting revenge and finally class changing and overcoming him, uh, and if you do if you defeat him with Angela. He'll mention that he was just like her. He was the, a person in the kingdom of mages who couldn't use magic. And uh, unlike Angela, who suddenly like used magic to teleport away and learned magic from the spirits, he learned ma he was given a lot of magic by becoming a tool of the Dragon Emperor. And uh, so, so like, and and what motivated him to do all these horrible things was uh, because he had the same feelings of inadequacy that Angela had, which I thought was a was a, a surprisingly cool moment out of Ange out of Angela's story, which I think is I don't know may maybe among the more boring stories in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and also the Dragon Emperor, he's, I mean, I thought that both the Darkshine Knight and the Crimson Wizard were easier than him. I'm sorry, were, were harder than him. The, dra the Dragon Emperor is not a very challenging boss at all. I, I, no, walked, I walked all over him. It is an impressive sprite again, though. <laughs> yes, it is a huge, cool sprite that is in, that uh, will attack from the foreground sometimes. Mostly he's this, a giant humanoid demon-like dragon. It's It's a cool fight, but it's not very challenging. Um, he can cast Ancient, though the uh, the most powerful spell in the game, which Angela oh, can't learn. Oh yeah! So you just gotta just just you know make sure your your magic defense is up or his magic attack is down, and it'll be fine. Cool. So uh, uh, who did um, Kevin or Charlotte's story, and wants to um, comment on that a little bit? Yeah, sure, I did. Um, so after you go through the Forest of Illusion, uh, which is a bit of a pain because part of that Jungle of Illusion is like one of those, it's very similar to the um, Light Bloom Forest where you have to go in a certain direction to go to get the right way. So it's almost like one of those endless desert dungeons. So you have to go, if you go right and a chime sounds, you're going the right way. But if you go down and a different noise plays, then you know you're going the wrong way. So there's a very specific path that you have to go to get to the Mirage Palace. After you've beaten Zabalfar, who we didn't talk about really, Zabalfar is oh, cool. Oh yeah, and we, we probably should. Yeah, we can talk about him now. So Zabalfar is an extremely cool fight and is a bit of a two-parter. So um, it, the, the first phase is just the two jester heads, one red and one blue. It reminds me of Twintania from Ocarina of Time a little bit. Um, but uh, you just kill those. Um, they can cast spells on you on and off. They can debuff you, dispel all your buffs and things like that. Uh, and then all of a sudden they gray out and they get revived. And this third really imposing head comes up, screams, and you have to fight three. Um, it's very cool. I like mm -hmm. this one a lot. I like how the first two heads decay after you defeat them each time. It's a, it's a, really, yeah. it's a really creepy visual effect. Yeah, the music that plays in that fight is really, really creepy because it's not used as boss music for any other fight i think i think it's used as a piece of dungeon music um quite a way back i don't remember where in particular but it's just the really faint drumming with the really heavy bass and that's it and it's pretty imposing yeah they they do that multiple times in the benevolent fights they'll have they'll, yeah they'll use music that is a uh a, a, that is regular dungeon music from earlier in the game, or a or a unique boss theme. Like I think the one for Dolan is only used in that fight and no, and no other place. 
Uh, I know Miss Palms is definitely dungeon music. Um, but yeah, Miss Palms is, is like regular cave music. <laughs> yeah. But Zabel um, yeah. Fars is like is like some ghost ship creepy stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's really good though. Um, it's not too hard if you have a spellcaster, but it is one of the more trickier ones. Yeah, I, I definitely struggled a little bit on that one just to stay alive, especially once the the whole kind of like uh, Queen Zeal kind of moment happens with the, the yeah, coming <laughs> it really does remind me of Queen Zeal actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely spammed a lot of uh, Holy Ball with uh, yep. Carly for that one, or sorry, Charlotte. Definitely, it can instant kill you as well. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, that, brutal. The annihilate spell, which used to be called death spell in the old translation will yeah it's a guaranteed 999 damage if the enemy is uh, if the caster is a higher level than the target That's it. Uh, and angela can learn uh, annihilate in one of her final classes so if you're at, uh, and uh, the final bosses of the game are all level 50 so if you level up to 51 and have uh, and have angela oh, sure. in the and have angela in the runemate mancer class then she can do a guaranteed 999 uh, on them but you do not need to be level 51 to fight the bosses here. Good <laughs> <Yeah>. grief. <sighs> but yeah, Zabalfar is cool and strong. Um, but once you've beaten him, and in Charlotte's case in particular, uh, you now need to go to the Mirage Palace. You get a Mirage Mirror, I think it is, which um, uncovers an illusion right at the end of the dungeon, uh, which reveals Goromand, who is the jester who's uh, responsible for capturing Heath and... Uh, the death of uh, Kevin's best friend. Uh, this boss is okay. Um, it's one of those trick ones. So he splits into three, basically. Um, don't cast multi-hit spells, because if you do, the illusions will cast back at you straight away. Um, that's kind of it, really. You just have to focus on the... As long as you know which one is the real Goromand, then you're pretty game. Uh, he casts a bunch of status effects as well at the same time, which is a pain in the backside. But... He's not too bad. Um, Goromand is really strange because he he's not he's kind of just like a folly, and I think that might be the case for most people's main villains. So Goromand talks about the Moss Mage quite a lot, and this is yeah. where you meet them. So I think he's still called the Moss Mage in the um, localization anyway. Um, you don't fight him, and he and until the very end, he's the final boss. He becomes the Dark Lich, um, which is a reoccurring boss in the entire series, and mm -hmm. has the really cool music from Secret of Mana. Um, but yeah, the Mirage Palace is a particularly—it's a um, unique dungeon. Whereas, like the Dark Castle, um, was pretty straightforward, and mm -hmm. it was just about breaking down barriers, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and I don't know what the um, mirror, uh, the Dragon's Moor is like. It's probably just caves and lots of knights and pain in the butt monsters. But um, Mirage Palace sees you, um, you go in and there are seven orbs around this central pedestal, which you can use to save, and seven pathways. Now, the top one is locked until you light all of these six other orbs. And you go down each of them and they basically make you replay part of a dungeon from each section of the game. So right, the bottom fine. left. That's so the bottom cool. left is like the gemstone caverns from the very beginning of the game. One of them is the Wanderer Forest from uh, when you're going to fight Miss Palm, um, and a couple of them have bosses at the end. One thing we failed to mention is that in these dungeons, uh, you have to fight reoccurring three bosses that you've already fought before. They're basically resurrected versions of bosses, but harder. So mm. some of yeah, them. Yeah, it, it, it's the same way in Dragon Maw. You fight. Uh... You you fight 
recurring bosses from different parts of the game, including the Jewel Leader. And uh, but <laughs> Dragon Maw is a little bit, if anything, more annoying than the Mirage Palace because every oh. single every single time it's like you go and fight one of the bosses and you have to go back like halfway to the entrance and find the new en- and find the new cave opening that's oh, opened. Oh, okay. It's, it, it, the Dragon Maw is my least favorite dungeon in this game. Uh, okay. of, I'm sorry, I should say least favorite dungeon of the end game dungeons available because the Dark Shine Knight battle sucks <laughs> and because it's the most annoying to navigate. Oh right, yeah, Crimson, no, that doesn't Crimson, Crimson Wizard has a lot of magic spells, but he's not—he's uh, not as annoying as the Dark Shine Knight. Yeah. Um. So once you've done all of those six paths, you've got to the end of the Mirage Palace, uh, and the boss at the end is Heath. After you fight Gorva, which is the one off the dark ship, Heath is a bit of a pain because again he relies—he basically gets every single summon in the game. Um. So he has every single status effect to his advantage uh, and he warps around the place quite a lot so um i did charlotte's story so this probably meant a lot more in terms of narrative because heath is the very person who charlotte looked up to uh, as one who raised her so she goes off crying is very emotional about the whole thing um once you beat him um he reveals that he was brainwashed by the masked mage but he also reveals that the masked mage is his father. So yeah, um, Wendell. Yeah, um, Wendell used to have two great priests: the priest exactly. of light and the priest of darkness. And the priest of darkness got so uh, hung up about. Um, I, th- I think he f- he failed to heal someone, and then he just got so uh, obsessed with the pursuit of power that he took to necromancy and then died and was revived and is now the masked mage lich. Yeah, and and, and he's and he's Heath's father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Heath, um, so Heath sacrifices himself, and I'm assuming it depends on what story path you take, because um, if you remember at the beginning of the game, um, after the barrier is broken, um, the priest of light is uh, taken ill. Um, right. So if you have Charlotte in your party, you find out that Heath's sacrifice means that he killed her, basically, um, cured the um priest of Wendell. So. Yeah, but you don't find that out yet until the end of the game. <laughs> but yeah, Mirage Palace is—I um, think it's a cool idea. Um, I think Jungle of Illusion's a bit of a pain, especially with all the werewolves and the like, um, kind of labyrinthy style, like random mirage desert dungeons that I hate. If I'm going left, make me go left, not make <laughs> me go backwards. I hate them so much. But yeah, it's not a bad, and I do like the idea of reusing, um reusing areas because i found mirage palace more interesting than i did dark castle or dark cave um personally which was my first playthrough for this game right i think dark castle is pretty cool just because it's a it's, it's yeah at least a, it's at least a cool environment i just yeah and, and, and dragon mall looks kind of gorgeous i just hate how it navigates if i if i have a favorite set of final dungeons in this game it, it might be dark castle Okay. I mean, I like the reflective, like, sort of surfaces. And, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, like, it's a unique aesthetic in the game. Because most <laughs> of the time you're outside. I mean, it, or you're in, like, a dilapidated, like, old-looking medieval castle. So I, I thought it was cool. And, right, and, Zach, you had Reese as your main character for your run. I did. So, um, so what was the Dark Cave and Dark Castle like? Um, so the Dark Cave I actually found incredibly annoying. Um, because I got, like, turned around in it, like, maybe three times, and I kept walking the wrong way, and, like, there's, like, a place in the Dark Cave where if you, like, go through the wrong passage, it takes you back to the beginning of the Dark Cave, and you can't go through there again. 
Um, yeah, there's like a lot of one-way entrances. Right. Once you go through, um, it's gated, and you have to walk your way back around. Yeah. Um, and so I found that a little bit frustrating. Um, and I actually, you know, I, for me, I thought Reese's story was sort of meh. I mean, it, it's not really related to um, her too much. I mean, like her brother Elliot is kidnapped at the beginning but like you know you end up facing off with this guy named i think it's the dark majesty in this one right his dark majesty is that right correct okay Who belladonna is all all about right um and he's like this like resurrected like uh you know prince from the underworld who there was a prophecy about when he was younger that he was going to be like uh like destroy the kingdom and so they you know, put him in a dungeon. And then of course he destroys the kingdom because they put him in the dungeon. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I wasn't super impressed by the story beats with Reese's story there. The other ones sound more interesting to me. Um, but it, you know, it, it's hard for me to talk too much about the bosses. Cause like Belladonna in particular was a boss that I beat in. <laughs> I mean, it took me no time at all. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, with, with Charlotte and black curse and, uh, yeah. and, and Reese with, with Starlancer Reese that, yeah. that, yeah, that will end the boss's life very fast. Yeah, I mean, none, none of them were challenging. I mean, the, the very final boss, which I'm sure we'll get to, took me some time at least, but the other ones just didn't. Um, I, I didn't find his Dark Majesty challenging, um, but I did I did like the aesthetic and the way that, um, you know, the Dark Castle looked, um, and I, I thought that the barrier dropping thing actually worked pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I thought that was a cool dungeon, personally. Greg, you yeah. played Reese as well, right? I did, yeah, and I got very intimate with the Dark Cave, because that's where I did a lot of my grinding for my seeds and such, until you yeah. get to the part where you you have to trigger a certain switch that opens up that cool little like light path and lights up the whole dungeon. Like it's neat how it kind of fades into darkness for most of it until mm -hmm. you find the gimmick that lights it up. Yeah, I forgot about that. And, and then you make your way through and then have to battle Malokio, I think at the end of it. That sounds right. Yeah. And Malokio was, I think probably the hardest fight I had for whatever reason. Like, again, he was just a pain to fight. And I think I went un unprepared, unfortunately, and didn't have enough couple wishes. Um, Cause you, he, he, I think he uses annihilate as well. And he took out Charlotte on me. So that yeah. took out my big healer. And I was just down to two, just kind of wailing on him and hoping for the best. And I think I actually ended up being down to just Durin. And I managed to beat him, which was great. But uh, he was definitely the most challenging fight I had. Belladonna was lengthy as well, just because she's kind of hard to pin him down. And without all the debuffs, plus the buffs, definitely slows it down a bit. But yeah, she wasn't too bad. Neither was his Dark Majesty. <laughs> But overall, exploring the dark caves was pretty neat. I just found it obnoxious. If you did want to leave, you couldn't really get yourself ported back to uh, the castle easily. Like you had to walk your way oh, all the yeah. way back. Yeah. yeah, that's the only one you have to do that, isn't it? Yeah, and I wanted to leave to go out when I found seeds to go and mm -hmm. try and get my classes up, and which is also a hall when you have to go all the way back to the statue in around the mana tree to change your yeah. class it was a it was it was quite a walk and a commitment <laughs> so the, the final dungeon is a uh, i think more straightforward than the others it's the mana sanctuary again but it's pretty uh, short yeah yeah, yeah. But, but it's also been ruined by the whoever whomever the, the resurrected final boss is so a few of the paths are different yeah uh, you can't navigate the same way which caught me off guard initially yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like again, there's a some paths are opened or or closed because they've been uh, walls have been destroyed and debris has been scattered around, and the final boss is is again the either the dragon emperor, the demon prince, or the masked mage, depending on who your main character was, and one thing that uh, I haven't done Reese's scenario in some years, but uh, the one thing that I think puts a bit of a a pall over that storyline is that the demon prince's sprite looks kind of like Elliot. 
It does, yeah. And that makes me think, oh man, they kidnapped Elliot to be the vessel for the demon prince. At least that, that was my suspicion, but I think you, you defeat him before he can fully return, because I mean, you do see uh, Reese reunite with Elliot in her, en- in her ending. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because uh, the fairy says she uses the last of her power to somehow spare and save Elliot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Instead of uh, Deus Ex Machina there. <laughs> okay, because I, I think, I think they, there's the slightly scary implication that Elliot is used as the Demon Prince's vessel. In the, in the <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And which Need I think Sorry, would have been at higher stakes and made it much more interesting. Mm. Um, and what were you saying, Alana? Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, because I think having Heath as one of the bosses and actually having some kind of connection to Wendell in Charlotte's story actually made her story a lot more interesting to me. Like, mm-hmm. yes. that personal connection, it's weird, because when I look across all three stories and all three bosses, um, I don't know the details of Duran and Angela's story as much aside from what I've been told here. Um, sorry, but if I have I, sorry if I spoiled it for you. But oh, you, no, no, but... no, 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 it's fine, because I'd read up all, I've read up the gist of all of them, because I'm interested in seeing how they're all different. Mm. Um, but, like, in terms of how they end, it feels like you could say that, I mean, they're all canon i guess but you can say that because dark lich is the final boss of charlotte and kevin's story and i think they have some of the more stronger emotional pulls i think that that could be considered one of the canons but then you've got reasoned uh hawkeye's final story which has a two-phase final boss which is mm-hmm. not yeah. anything that either of the other two bosses can say i, th- I think yeah. demon prince is a little harder than mask than uh than the lich or the dragon but it's uh yeah but, but still but still not that bad yeah, I was prepared for a challenge because I did the read story first and I was led to believe, or I was reading around the forums, but these posts are like 10 years old, everyone was saying that this was the hardest boss in the game and I didn't even drop below two-thirds health for the entire nope. fight. I was Bill like, and oh, okay, I, was like, I, don't even have a, I don't even have a healer. Like, I do, but not like, Kevin's not as good at healing as Charlotte is. Not um, as bad no. as Bill and Ben, still not. Nope. Yeah, because it just like there's yeah, Bill and Ben just can chain those abilities awkwardly, and it just can really mess you up. Where that this doesn't really happen as yeah. much with his Dark Majesty. And, and, I, and I you, think you, it, won't you have, have so many more tools at your disposal yeah, too. Definitely. Exactly. You, know, yeah. you, you your characters get very powerful after the second class change. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that the end game is never that challenging. Um, I think I think uh, the Lich and the Demon can cast uh, Annihilate, which can be difficult if you're under level fifty. But the none of the end game scenarios are prohibitively difficult. But I think that seeing the differences between them and the and the, the just the variety that this end game offers is so rewarding. I uh, part of the reason that I was so entranced with Psychic Insetsu Three when I was uh, playing it in the early two thousands was because of the variance of classes and the variance of end game scenarios. And and I I mentioned when I was talking about the uh, the fights against the Crimson wizard will be way different depending on whether you have angela or Duran in the final party and uh the and the dark shine knight is a complete non-entity in the story unless duran's in your party it's, <laughs> it's uh this is what's really rewarding about the game there isn't really a canon ending or canon scenario but all of the scenarios are interesting and uh, um charlotte's probably my least favorite of the game from a character perspective but if you yeah. make, but if she's in your party then the uh, sequence in the elf village and the sequence uh all the sequences with Heath after he joins the enemy are much, much more emotionally resonant. Yeah, I like the fact that um, a lot of areas are locked out of stories as well. So you don't go to um, Ferolia if you haven't, you're not playing Charlotte or Kevin's story. Like you never go there and you can't go to Altina 
or um, Naval if you're playing through that story. So you've got that sense of mystery around those two areas. Um, but Definitely brings you back in for a second playthrough for sure. Definitely. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see how the Heath boss flight plays out in Kevin's story. Um, I would imagine instead of Heath being important, I would think Jagan or not Jagan, um the Goromand would be um more yeah. significant. I, I think I think you get more Goromand di dialogue and much less Heath dialogue, but it's, it's been a long mm. time since I've played that round. Yeah, I think that would make sense because a Goromand is the one who killed um his or led him to kill his dog friend. Yeah, but mm -hmm. it, it, it turns out Carl did survive at the at the at, in Kevin's ending, whether he's the main character or not, you uh, the Beast King reveals that he rescued Carl. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, there's so much of that I find at the end where it's just like, hey, don't worry, you know, because I had yeah. Charlotte at the end too, and it's like, oh, he sacrificed himself to save the the priest, and then it's like, Carly, uh, Charlotte, I'm back. Don't worry, the man of God has spared me. You know, yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> they, I mean, they, good, they, but also what? Yeah, they they really do. Uh, <laughs> um, Nothing like, bad happens. Yeah, they really do butter <laughs> up the endings a little bit. I think the Dark Shine Knight stays dead, even if uh, uh, even after. Dur uh, even if Duran's in your party, but like the right. king's like the king's like, I'm sure you'll be just as good as a warrior as your father, Duran. Like some like, some nonsense like that. Mm -hmm. um, and you but, can finally uh, go in his house. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, Hawkeye's back together with his girlfriend, and Reese's brother ends up okay. And it, it, it's it, it's all very positive and almost a little bit too clean the way that it ends for each individual <laughs> character. Yeah, and uh, and uh, the fairy becomes the next mana goddess, but is going to spend a thousand years uh, re revitalizing the mana tree. Thank goodness. Uh -huh. which, also... which was a nice little ending. It's like, oh, the, oh, I've been, I've been accompanying the future mana goddess this whole time. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Trials of Mana. It, this is a very special game to me, and I cannot begin to describe the happy confusion that I felt when, <laughs> uh, when, when I watched that uh, Nintendo Direct um, revealing mm -hmm. its localization. But speaking of localization, um. We have a remake of this game coming in less than a year. Yeah. I, I, th I think they said it's going to have a release worldwide in spring of 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we might even have a date, uh, a month. Is it like, is it a May or April or something? We don't have a date. We don't have a month yet, no. Okay. But still, now that we've all played at least one path of the game and are familiar with its characters, and we know that they aren't going to bring everything wholesale, and we, even in the trailers we see them doing movements and spells and skills that were not in uh, tri original Trials of Mana. Mm -hmm. What's one thing that um, either one change you hope they make, or one thing you desperately hope they include that uh, that, that they might not? Do, do we have any uh, ideas in, in that um, vein? In terms of change, I don't think that the, like, sort of having to pause the gameplay uh, to cast spells, uh, like, over and over and over again, because I've watched, with my playthrough, I didn't have to pause for spells, and that's partially because I wanted to play it that way, because it kind of drives me crazy, uh, but I'd watch, like, YouTube videos, and, like, if you're playing Angela and, like, other spellcasters, it's just, like, constant like pausing and like selecting it like it's all you're doing it looks like to me um and i'm hoping that they like integrate that in and you don't have to spend quite as much time and maybe the ai can cast their own spells um that would be cool i think i think maybe hotkeys would be able to help like if you're able yeah. to yeah i think so to map enemy uh your allied skills onto mm -hmm. unused, unused buttons like maybe the triggers uh you can switch characters on the fly very easily in in, yeah. in original trials of man and that's great but even even just being able to assign your own skills to hotkeys or shortcuts, and just doing like quick switches and then and then hit shortcut and then switch again, 
that would help things a lot. Also, if you could switch characters while you're spell casting, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah I think that, all the other that stuff annoying. that'll be accessible. Yeah, I think that's a given that we won't have to do all that. I'd like to think so anyway. They yeah. didn't take it out of the Secret of Mana remake, um, but right. you could mm -hmm. have one hotkey on each shoulder button. Um, so, but only for magic. The thing I would want is uh, either more skills or more differences between jobs or uh, between classes, because I, I love the class system in this game. I hope that they bring it back for the remake, especially with the color changes, because I mean, there's nothing more exciting in this game than seeing your character's color oh, change yeah, with the class. Absolutely. Brings me back to Final Fantasy One. <laughs> so I, I hope the the class change system basically returns, but give you some more differences, like oh. Maybe the worst example is uh, Kevin's dark classes don't learn any spells when he becomes a brawler, and uh, the and and his final classes have almost identical looking skills, but one of them <laughs> learns a, a critical hit boost and one of them learns Moon Saber. So there's almost no difference between um, Kevin's final two dark classes, and they they both just punch and cast a useless Moon spell. But one of them has a uh, one of them has like I think higher spirit and one of them has higher strength so yeah. like if there was more differences to make the classes feel a little more unique some of them already feel incredibly unique like like hawkeyes for uh for are so different from each other that they almost feel like four different characters like like, like uh, uh one has the most support spells one has the most offensive spells one of them has the highest agility and deals the most damage with his spells and the other one has the highest strength and the, and the only one with a uh, full screen tech those are extremely different but like, Kevin's always kind of feel the same. Angela's kind of always feel the same, except for her last handful of spells. And and I would like more differentiation between the classes. So so bring back the class change system and make them feel a little bit more unique is my wish for the remake. Yeah, speaking of class changes, I, I would like them to maybe think about the way that you do your second class change, because I think that's really yeah. okay. Um, like, without a guide, I mean, or without, in this case, I just, you know, Message Celosi like, hey, what is this? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can uh, use the library to visit to read up on like these ancient artifacts or right. something. Yeah. yeah. Well, to the game's credit, it doesn't tell you what each class change does, but the class change item does tell you what it will change you to. If you, it's look true. At it. You just don't again don't know what that the, class is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And just having to and farm just, for seeds for it, like if you don't get them, you don't remember yeah. where to go. Yeah. Yeah. You miss it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even it doesn't tell you that you need those items or what they do. Um, it, right. It, something like a library. I think you can get some of this by visiting a, a fortune teller. They'll sometimes tell you the next place you have to go, but even that's not very well communicated. And uh, and I'm not even 100 percent sure she, the fortune tellers tell you about the second class change. Yeah, I can't remember, and I think that's why I never finished the game in the first place because I struggled to find those items and never bothered double classing. Okay, so uh, Alana, do you have any inter any uh, ideas for the um, Trials of Mana remake that you'd like to see or like to see changed? Ah, uh, well, I think yeah, making the class change items a little bit easier to get would be my thing. Make it make it different, like maybe give four different statues, or maybe once you beat a Benevadon, you unlock a mana stone again and you can touch it and it will change you to one of the classes well, i don't maybe know maybe they make a true mega man change and every time you beat up a nevadon you yeah. gain its powers or that yes. one <laughs> um but that would be interesting thing... if they were tied to like defeating a bad nevadon you got a certain class unlocked so that would affect how you wanted to try to do the order maybe yeah i think so that would be really cool um 
Maybe the other thing I would like to see is more distinct endings. Um, so like a very character-specific ending. Um, so you'll get... Say I do a playthrough with Reese, Kevin, and Charlotte. I will get three endings for those characters, but not one overarching one. So if I did another playthrough with Reese, Kevin, and Angela, I would get the same two endings for Reese and Kevin. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so it would be nice to have a specific ending for the main character I picked. Yeah, basically. Maybe, okay, this is getting real weird. Maybe they could customize your ending based on some in-game choices you make. Like, if you have... Oh, change, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have Charlotte go necromancer, so in her ending, she becomes the next masked mage. <laughs> I really like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also just want to see what the Benevidons look like. I want to see how fluffy Dolan is. Oh, I want to see my lovely little pumpkin head grinning away as he slaps you with his tentacles. Like, okay. I just want to see it all. But also, because the Recre- Secret of Money... Recre- 2020 versions of these, like, 2020 recreations of these bosses. Not just the Benevidons, just all the cool bosses in this game. The Jewel Eater would be so soft. It, it's, it's very exciting <laughs> to me. But, and we've already seen Full Metal Hugger, and he looks really cool. Um, one last thing, I'd love to see a proper like 3D version of all the summon sp- the spirits, the mana spirits, because oh, the, yeah. the, the Secret mm-hmm. of Mana versions are just basically slightly pluffed up versions of what they are um, in the original game. Um, so it'd and, be nice to see them wholesome and very pretty. And also, of course, uh, 3D Flammy and Booskaboo. 3D... Flammy and Booskaboo. I'm really excited about 3D Booskaboo. Like, I, I can see his little flippers and I'm really excited now. I just can't wait. Well, the 3D oh, uh, Mana great. Spirits were probably one of my things I enjoyed about Dawn of Mana, is just seeing them brought to life in 3D oh, models. Right. They were pretty yeah. good, but it, and so that was, yeah, really neat. And then they had their very stereotypical voice work and such like that. But yeah, it'd be nice to see them with a more 2020 treatment and just what changes they bring because even then the ones in trials of mana are even more detailed than the ones we got in dawn of mana which i think were more based on the more basic versions from secret of mana so mm-hmm. yeah that little extra flair would be really neat yeah i'm looking forward to how the mana spirits look also so, so there's a lot to be excited uh for for um 2020s trials of mana but 1995's Trials of Mana is pretty good, and now that all four of us are keenly aware of where it comes from, I think that uh, that makes me only a little bit more excited for the future. It's uh, Again, this is one of my favorite JRPGs. I'm so glad that there's now a legal, easy way for people to experience it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, 40 bucks for uh, three games that are 24 years old or longer is, or older is... You know, a, a little... I think a little pricey. I would, have, I would feel better if it was 30. Mm-hmm. But... But on special, yeah. Still, this is uh, this is a special game, and I I I, I don't regret the purchase one. Else. Are you grabbing the physical version? Um, maybe eventually. Uh, I I don't I don't need more clutter, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 moving. I used to be extremely attached to physical media, and now I'm getting less and less attached almost every year, just because I I you know I live in a space that I own, and seeing it get increasingly cluttered is troubling. Agreed. But. Okay, I think it's about uh, enough of Trials of Mana for this episode. Uh, we, I, I, I mean, I think we universally liked it. I don't, I don't. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, most of mm-hmm. our most of our complaints are of the uh, are of the nitpicky variety. Yeah. And uh, I'm already in the middle of my second playthrough this year, and Alana's starting her third. 
<laughs> I did start the second one up too with Angela because I think that's the only story I haven't seen so far, but I haven't gone too far into it because I jumped over to uh, Final Fantasy Adventure first before I go back into that. Yeah, I started a playthrough with Kevin as the main character, uh, and I'm using the three characters that I that I didn't use this past time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, other than Kevin, yeah, I guess I still have to do a a run with uh, a run with Hawkeye eventually. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm having I, I'm only at the uh, I think at the first Benevidon right now, or maybe the or maybe the Kingdom of Ferolia right before the first Benevidon in the second run, but I will finish it later this year, because eventually I'll get tired of uh, uh, Trails of Cold Steel and Final Fantasy XIV, but not soon. <laughs> but speaking of Trails of Cold Steel, that is the game, as the subject of next week. We are doing two episodes on The Legends of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, in August, and uh, the first one of which is coming very soon. Um, I'm still a little behind. I'm going to have some grinding to do before we record the next episode, but... Uh, Alana and Zach, this this game's real good. I'm looking forward to talking about it with both of you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. Trials of school life. <laughs> Trials of school life. Trails of mana. This is okay. We, I, I, we have... Trails of Mega Man spirits. Yes. <laughs> Trails of Meg of Mana Man. I uh yeah, okay, we have we haven't been that egregious in mixing up trails and trials so far, but it, it may yet happen. We have a full month of talking about trails of cold steel ahead of us. But uh in between trails of cold steel episodes, we are going to have episode 200 of Retro Encounter. This is epi- this is episode 198. This is coming soon. Ooh. It has been quite a journey and I will have <laughs> a lot of um self-conscious fun uh discussing that journey on that episode. But we won't exactly say what, how, what the episode is going to be like yet. We have not recorded it yet. And also, um, I don't want to talk about exactly who the subject is yet, but we are going to do another villains RPG Villains episode in August, uh, and that is still in the planning stages. We'll but, say, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and, and uh, I'll give one dumb hint. It is a villain whose game was played for the podcast uh, in the mm. past. So that, that might that might be uh, that might be enough for people to guess who it is, but. Uh, that oh, uh, yeah, that episode is coming. Uh, <laughs> that episode is coming later uh, later in August. So, uh, listeners, if you want to contact the podcast, the best way to do so is email retro at rpgfan.com. You can also comment on the boards, visit the Facebook page, go to our Instagram, our Twitter, our Discord server, our Twitch channel. There's something streaming basically every day, and you can find links to all of those venues on the main website rpgfan.com. We also have two other fine podcasts, Rhythm Encounter, which is on hiatus, and Random Encounter, which is hosted by Greg Delmage every two weeks. Hello. And you can review any of those podcasts or and our podcast, or, I'm sorry, and this podcast on iTunes or Google Play or however you are listening. We want all the feedback that we can stand, so please provide some. Um, I like before validation. We, before we sign off, uh, let's tell readers i'm sorry let's tell listeners how they can find us individually starting with you zach uh you can email me at zachw at rpgfan.com or find me on discord at zachw and alana uh you can find me on twitter uh, at alana hakes or you can find me on rpg fan related stuff as diving falcons with the flammy icon <laughs> and in our in our uh, private slack you have a booskaboo icon so yeah you you are all in on the mana transport. I went from one kappa to another kappa, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> all right, and Greg, how can listeners reach you? At Greg Delmage, pretty much anywhere, at G Delmy on our Discord channel. 
All right, that's about it. Uh, listeners, if you want to reach me directly, you can find me at The Real Monsoon on Twitter or um, Monsoon Mike on Discord or just Monsoon on RPG Fans Forums. <sighs> this has been quite a trial, but we made it through okay. I'm sad to see it go. I'm not going to lie. I like having the excuse to play it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, me too. Now I'll just have to play it without a good excuse, which will happen anyway, just as, as, soon, as, I, <laughs> as soon as I bring darkness back to Norvrant. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Good night and good luck.